How's it going, guys? Uh, welcome to Canada's Got Souls True to Size podcast, 150th episode. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to True to Size. We are a weekly podcast centered around the wild world of sneakers. I will be your host today. My name is Lawrence Hopkins, and I'm joined by the rest of the quarantine at Canada Got Soul, Mr. Alvin Martinez. Whoa, I'm going first. I tricked you. I tricked you. (laughs) You're not going to say hi? Mr. Mr. Joel Hernandez. (laughs) What is good? (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe the first curveball was me saying Alvin's name before Joel's, and it literally just threw the whole podcast <laughs> off the rails already. No. Yes, that's right. Alvin Martinez, Joel Hernandez, and Bars. Chances bars, are, bars. chances are, you've Yo. lost eleven dollars to this good guy. <laughs> His Instagram got hacked, so right now he goes by Starwood Chai. Oh. <laughs> I feel so bad already. He promised he'll close the show by singing us his favorite song. We knew him before he's famous. So to us, he's still just Tong. Yeah. Tong, what up? Yeah. Thank you for being here, man. Uh, how's it going, guys? The question that everyone has been asking, we posted on our story. If you have any questions for NetMag, let us know and we'll ask him. We got... Maybe if we got a hundred questions, ninety-nine and a half of them were what happened, what happened to, to his Instagram. So, do you <laughs> want to clear the air with that right away so that we don't have to touch on it again? Uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't know. Um, I just woke up on Saturday morning and just looked at my phone, and I just saw a message saying that your your account is disabled. Uh, I like. It's funny because Instagram or Facebook doesn't have like a, they don't have like a person you can talk to. So literally you're just going through an online form and just, just finding out what's up. Uh, like to be honest, I still don't know, but it's funny because like uh, I've been receiving a lot of emails and questions asking me what's happening with my account. And uh, that's when I, I had to send out an email to all my customers saying that I've been hacked or disabled. I don't know what, what happened. Until today, I, it's been five days. I still don't know what's happening. Um, but apparently, a good thing is like uh, one of my customers actually emailed me back saying they work for Instagram or Facebook, and uh, they said, "Can can I help you out?" And which is uh, very funny. Like, I mean, it's like I, I'm grateful, and then like, I, who 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 would have thought like under that circumstance, someone would message me saying that they would help me out? So I mean, they said could be could take a few days because um, with all the COVID and covid stuff going on so i mean um yeah like hopefully end of the week i'll be back up but i mean and i won't know until i get (laughs) and i've read stories where it's like people don't even know what happened and one day they just get an email saying they um um, you're you're actually back up for no reason (laughs) well we do hope you get it back it sounds like maybe like maybe it was like a competitor like a resale competitor who was maybe just trying to get the edge on you who knows like do you think that that is a possibility tong do you think it was like you know odto thought you were getting a little too good at what you were doing and they were like you know this guy has to chill out a little bit uh no 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 definitely i well i certainly hope not uh, but i mean i mean it i like I mean, as, as bad as it sounds, I mean, like, you, you know, I look at it like trying to turn a bad thing into a good thing. Like, I, I realize that how, how 
how much I was kind of relying heavily on Instagram and like as a business, it's like you, you kind of don't think about it until things happen. And, uh, and like over the weekend, like I, I was kind of struggling with like, um, like what to do without it. And then, then I realized, you know what, like I've always had contingencies in, in, in the backbone, like back burner. So like, it's like you, you kind of force yourself to kind of do something different. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a good thing and a bad thing, but, trying to turn something bad into a good thing so I mean, uh we get it, to it, the it, list it, of good things we can add that for potentially the first time ever and for a very limited time canada got soul does have more followers than net magnetism so that is a plus <laughs> i'm just gonna throw that one in there as well but uh we do have a absolutely fantastic show for you guys this week in celebration of episode 150 for the first time ever and maybe the only time ever uh, because who knows how this is actually gonna go um we're recording with a live audience so shout out to everybody who's tuning in right now we've got a couple dozen people in the chat which is dope um we're recording with a live audience because it's special such a special episode we're gonna modify the podcast just a little bit so we can bring only fun and all fun for the next hour and hour and a bit um throughout the show we're gonna be including our audience as best we can um, and give them the opportunity to jump in on some of the segments um, and maybe even win some prizes. So for anybody who I told, yeah, maybe you should grab a piece of paper and a marker. That's why you should grab a piece of paper and a marker. Um, however, it is Tong's first time back in a very long time by himself. So of course he gets to play our games, 21 Guestions and our other game, Joel. How much is that? That's right. And then... He also gets to play Would You Rather before we get into some uh, reselling tips with Tong. That is now coined by True to Size. But first, Alvin. Fire round. Yes, the fire round. We'd like to start every show with a quick hitting question from you, our listeners. And this week's question comes from someone who is in the chat. So please prepare yourself. Rushy Grant. And he says, since the show is called True to Size... What's a rough percentage of shoes that you own that are not true to size? And and what are the reasons you have for having pairs that are not your actual size? Um, for example, inability to procure your actual size, price, comfort, were they gifts, etc. Um, so let's start with Joel. I think you're a true size 10, Joel. So what percentage of your shoes would you say roughly are not an actual size 10? Um, I'd probably say like maybe 5%. And for the five percent, less, less, less than five percent of my pairs. And for the five percent of pairs that are not your size, why do you have that five yeah. percent? It's it's usually the ones that are gifted. Fit. So your friends don't know what size you wear. That's yeah, <laughs> because you know sometimes it's like a different size. Like you know, like like Adidas. Like I'm in, in Adidas, I'm like a size ten, and then like Nikes, I'm a ten and a half. And you got to tell your friends and family more about yourself so they know what shoe size yeah, you man. wear. Um, <laughs> Alvin, what about you? What per, what percentage of your hundreds of thousands of pairs are not a, your true size? Zero percent. Really? Yeah. Wow. I've gotten rid of any pair that doesn't fit because I can't wear it. And if I can't wear it, it's just taking up space. That's a... So, and I so, mean, it hurts, but it had to go, so... That's impressive. I wish I was still there. I'm on. I'm in the same boat as you. That when I started collecting shoes, I had a ton of stuff that wasn't my size. Like I was literally just buying things that were like up to a size ten and a half, and I wear a size nine, and down to like a size eight. I was like team every size. I was basically just team. It's cheap, so I'm gonna buy it. Um, <laughs> so I've definitely whittled down a lot. I still have some that are not my true size nine, and that's like the reasoning for that would honestly just be like. 
I don't know if I'll ever be able to find that shoe again in my actual size. So if I get rid of it now, I don't know when I'll ever see it again. So I'm just going to hold on to it. Um, yeah. Tong, what about you? And your and your couple dozen pairs that you actually own that are your personal pairs. What percentage are uh, are your actual size? Um, I think almost well, ninety five percent. I think, like Joel said, like certain certain pairs fit slightly different. Um, so that's mm-hmm. kind of where. Like I'm usually 10, 10 and a half. So like some shoes fit better in a 10, like Air Force ones, I would go down to a 10, but certain dunks, I'll go 10 and a half, especially at these. But I mean, like, yeah, usually like I'm in the same boat where it's like, if it's not comfortable and you're wearing it, it's, it's just not fun. Absolutely. Uh, Ryan, Rushy Grant, I don't know if you can hear us or if we can hear you, but uh, what percentage of your pairs are not your true size? I'd say I'm about 5% also. And why do you have pairs that are not your size? couple that i couldn't find in my size specifically the k54 threes they weren't available here and just like like these guys air max i'm not a 10 so they're just 10 and a half or 11 absolutely i 100 percent agree rushy thank you for being a long time listener thank you for the question and thank you for yeah, being here we really appreciate it for real for real Okay, I'll keep listening, guys. Absolutely. Thanks. Please don't please don't just leave now that we've used your question. Um, <laughs> if you would like to submit a question for the fire round and have us answer it on the pod, like Rushy Grant, please shoot us a message on Instagram or email us at CanadaGotSoul at gmail.com. Next up, previously in kicks, this is the part of the show where we review our latest pickups and recap the latest happenings in our sneaker lives. Like I said, we're going to skip through a couple of different... Uh, of our segments this week. So I'm going to go first because I would usually go first in the CGS picks. And because I don't have the ability to do that this week, I need to feel validated in another segment. So I also had a very busy week. So first of all, the good friends at Foot Locker Canada and Adidas Canada sent over a package containing the Adidas Ultra Boost DNA 5.0, I believe is what it's called. Um, this pair is sick. Like it's super clean. It's an all white prime knit and it's got like lime green cage and a lime green lining. And the cage actually glows in the dark. So I don't know what's going on over there at Foot Locker, but they know that I'm a sucker for that shit. Um, so that's dope. They sent them in preparation for Boost Weekend, which is happening this weekend. So I hope everybody listening and everybody um, who's here right now participates in that because like we've mentioned there's some cool things going on this weekend in regards to that um, also from Foot Locker Canada I got some Ugg slippers I'm actually wearing them right now I never thought I would see the day where I'd be sitting here recording a podcast wearing Ugg slippers but I am and honestly they're the shit I really like them I live in a basement now so I always have cold toes and once again Foot Locker came through in the clutch and I really appreciate that and finally um, Under Armour Canada slash Curry brand came through with the Curry Flow 8 so Under Armour has been a friend of ours for a long time now, and they have like a new pair coming out. It's the Curry 8 uh, with their new flow cushioning system. They come out on Friday, I want to say, December 11th. Um, And there's a bunch of things that are exciting about this shoe to me. The main thing is the grip and cushioning system. Obviously, there's a new cushioning system called Flow, um, updated from Hover. And it's a groundbreaking shoe because they've actually taken away the outsole of the shoe. So there's no actual outsole. It's just the cushioning midsole and ground. That's it. Um, so the cool thing about that is Steph has said it's the grippiest shoe he's ever worn. And he said that he used to gauge a shoe's grippiness by the squeak, like you're on the hardwood and it goes, ee-ee-ee. and apparently that's actually not a good thing. So you don't want any squeak. And he said they're just silent. 
and it takes some getting used to, I'm sure. I don't know when basketball is going to be back, so I'm looking forward to actually trying them on a court. Um, but it's, yeah, I'm really excited to try them. I'm super excited for Under Armour, excited for Curry Brand. Um, so yeah, thank you to all the people I just listed because it's been a dope week for me. Uh, Joel, what about you? Um, just like you, uh, shout out to Full Locker Canada and Adidas. I got the NMD, NMD R1. Um, it's like their Ar- Artemis, Ar- Ar- Artemis uh, collabo or their, their collection. It's, it sort of looks like a, like a spaceship or a shuttle, the space shuttle or something like that. There's a lot of, a lot of designs on like the side, side paneling of the shoe. Um, it's got the NASA, um, like logo on one of the one of the one of the tops too. And I got that, and also I got the I hit on a I hit on a raffle oh. for the lemonade. Oh um, shit! Yeah, and they finally came. Shout out to Foosh. Who? Foosh uh, Edmonton. Edmonton. Oh Foosh? yeah. yeah. Oh. Never heard yeah, of them. Foosh. Foosh. That's a cool cool sticker. Foosh, yeah. But yeah, I I got the lemonades. Um, yeah, man, super cool. I got to do uh. Uh, a what you got video um yes, soon. but yeah man that's about it yeah man alvin what about you you had a busy week too yeah man so i was also lucky and i got the curry eight flows under armor always comes comes out with some dope grip for the court so i'm definitely excited to see how these work um uh full locker also blessed me for the boost weekend that we're gonna have with the Ultra Boost Parley pair. Like, yo, that leather that's on the cage is ridiculous. And then that white, I'm definitely going to get it dirty, but that's okay. Um, and then I also mm-hmm. met up with our good fam of the show, Queen Mike, and I finally got the uh, Air Max 3 Infrared mm-hmm. in hand. Hey. And I'm really yeah. happy with that yeah. pair, man. That pair is pretty dope in hand. Um, I saw some videos of people having like purple highlighter on their pair, but I think. Someone just doesn't like them and drew on their pairs, but <laughs> my pair is pretty crispy. Uh, shout out again to Queen Mike, aka jumping in with two feet. And then mm-hmm. same thing with, with Joel and Lawrence. I got the age uh, canvas sneakers that are super, super dope. And I'm sure you guys will be seeing that on our IG feed pretty soon. I Absolutely. That- uh, Tong, you haven't had an Instagram now for a week and it's felt like it's been a month, but uh, anything notable come in for you in the last little bit? Uh, for personal? Personal pairs? Either. Anything interesting uh, overall? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I actually like the. Uh, it's kind of old now, but the the Dunk Ceramics. So I used to hate that shoe, but uh, actually out of the pack now. Like I don't know if times have changed, but like I mean, I actually love that shoe right now. And like I was gonna wear it, but then today it was snowing. Uh, but I mean, that's definitely going on back when the weather's better, because obviously I can't wear that pair right now. But I mean, yeah, like looking at it, I, I think that pair was like done really well. In terms of uh, quality, well, not quality, but color blocking, <laughs> um, like bringing back what the old one was, and I think that was done really well. That pair. Anything mm-hmm. cool in terms of a not personal pair? Anything notable? Uh, you saw it before my uh, IG got cut. <laughs> the Seven Elevens. Um, oh my god. I, I don't have them right here. They're upstairs, but I mean. <laughs> god damn. Uh, but I mean, yeah, like uh, that one was. Uh, I picked it up. There, like, so that's kind of the five percent where it's not your size. Uh, those are the, the one of those things where you kind of buy just to keep and display. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm going to sell that pair just because it's like the, the story behind it and the fact. And I, I. I mean, 
not saying that I hope they don't release it eventually, but I mean, like, it's good to have certain things to, to like that that tell the story. Mm. Now that you're saying it, that's like you're, that was like your last act on Instagram was posting the Seven yeah. Eleven dunk, and I feel like Ma- Nike saw your Instagram and they're like, no, 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 yeah, they cut me <laughs> off right, right there. Like, Which factory did he call? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> what size are those? I don't even want to know, kind of. But what size are they? They're, they're your size. Oh, I kn- see. That's why I knew. That's why I didn't want to know. Say anything. <laughs> when I uh, this will be like a precursor for next week's this week in kicks. But when I see Tong this weekend, you can show me in person. <laughs> Sound good? Sure, sure. Sick. Um, <laughs> but uh, coming up after previous this previously in kicks, we actually have our first giveaway. So there's going to be two giveaways for this podcast for everybody who's uh, participating in the live or are going to be included um, in this giveaway. Very exciting. Yes, Alvin is cheering. Joel is cheering. Chris, the producer, isn't paying attention. Um, so basically this one, there's, thank you, Chris. Um, there's going to be one, this one will be like a trivia question and the second one will kind of be open to everybody um, and a little bit quote unquote more fair so this one if you think you know the answer just cover your your camera or put a piece of paper up to your camera and we'll kind of just choose at random or whoever we see first um and if you think you know the answer you can answer it if you get it right then we'll tell you what you win um alvin obviously you know the answer so the question is it's kind of easy in what year was canada got soul formed alvin knows (laughs) you don't have to write this one down you can just Oh, you can just put your hand over your. I see Emil putting his. Let's let's unmute Emil. City of Death. I've asked to unmute Emil. Emil, do you think you know the answer? Was it 2017? Incorrect. I apologize. Uh, You'll be remuted. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else think they know the answer? I see Back John. The line. John. Oh, right. Ryan Grant. Sorry, oh. Ryan Grant is covering his. What is the answer, Ryan Grant? 2015? Incorrect again. You guys don't remember the love story, man? Come on. Damn. Does anyone else... Brian Lee, I'm going to ask to unmute you. 2013? There it is. That is correct. 2013. Do you know the date by chance? (laughs) February 14th. That is correct again. There you go. Ah, see, City of Death is saying that he knew the the date, the exact date. So, Brian, we're going to send you... We'll DM you after or DM us so that we see it. Um, We're going to send you a Canada Got Soul prize pack. If you have all of the hats already that we've done... We will we will say that there are some new ones coming in, so we can arrange you to get a new one, um, a T-shirt, a pin, and a sticker or a sticker pack. So thank you, Brian, for participating, and thank you for knowing the answer because some other people just made me feel bad about myself for them not knowing the answer. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But it's fine, <laughs> Brian. Thank you. All right. So that, like I said, that's the first one. There is one more where you guys will need your piece of paper. Um, so hold on to your piece of paper and your marker. But next up, thumbs up, thumbs down. In this part of the show, we give our opinion on various sneaker-related topics with zero context or discussion. All we're allowed to say is thumbs up or thumbs down. And there's two here because one of the questions was submitted by Duo, who is here somewhere. Um, and one of them is one that I thought of myself in relation to NetMag, um, possibly the people who got his Instagram um, hacked. So the first one for thumbs up, thumbs down, and everyone participating can also give your thumbs up just visually. That'll be cool to see. Um, the first one for thumbs up, thumbs down is con- consignment stores in malls. Because we're seeing that hell of a lot more often, especially in Toronto. I don't know about the people who are not local, but we see it 
in almost every single mall, there's a consignment store now. Um, so for me, I'm thumbs down. Um, Alvin, what about you? Super down. Super two thumbs down. Um, Joel, what about you? Super duper down. Wow, you're also super duper down. King Reseller, what say you? <laughs> oh, he's also yeah. thumbs down. Zero context or discussion. What did everyone... Can I just see a, a visual from everyone else, please? It'd be interesting to see. Oh, we got a, it's a pretty mixed oh, bag here. Oh, oh wow. All right. Um, and the second one, which was submitted by Duo, um, who I believe is in here. So thank you for submitting this. Um, this is in relation to Filipino food. I put in our story, like if you have any questions for Canada Got Soul about like sneakers, podcasting, or as a joke, I said, or about Filipino food, um, let us know. And every single question was about Filipino food. So <laughs> <laughs> this one is a thumbs up, thumbs down to hot dogs and spaghetti. Alvin. <laughs> Yo, that's a way, 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 way up for me, bro. Joel. Super up. That is a super up for me as well. Tong, I don't know if you even understand the reference, but thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> up. Follow everyone up. <laughs> I see a bunch of white people giving thumbs down and a bunch of Filipi- <laughs> Filipino people giving thumbs up. <laughs> All right, next up, NSR, not sneaker-related. We talk about sneakers a lot. So in this weekly segment, we're going to take 30 seconds-ish out of the show to discuss something completely irrelevant from the world of sneakers. And once again, we have two here. Um, and I would like to get uh, a listener to, to chime in to the first one and maybe a Filipino to, to chime in on the second one. But the first one here is, uh, so Travis Scott and bo- both Travis Scott and Jay Balvin both had collaborations with McDonald's, which is like the weirdest collaboration. Um, but part of the collaboration was making their usual order an actual meal. So like the Travis Scott meal was a quarter pounded with cheese, lettuce and bacon with a medium fries and barbecue sauce. So I want to know, because all we talk about is food. If you did a collab with McDonald's, what would be your meal while you think about it i'll go first and mine i haven't changed since high school so mine is a mcdouble a junior chicken a small fry and a it would have been a smarty mcflurry but i don't think they make that anymore because i'm still on team mcgangbang all the way i got a lot of once again white people shaking their heads yes which is dope um (laughs) alvin what about you what would be your what would be the alvin meal at mcdonald's so I'm doing them a gangbang, but I'm going to, I'm going to elevate it a little bit. I'm going to get a Big Mac, throw the, uh, McChicken patty in oh the middle oh. with extra Mac sauce on the side oh. with medium fries yeah. and a Coke. And then, uh, I would probably also do the Smarties McFlurry that doesn't exist anymore. RIP to the Smarty McFlurry and shout out to Mike D for putting his McDonald's up to his face right now. <laughs> Joel, what would, what would the Joel meal at McDonald's be? Okay, so I would get I would get like a Big Mac, but instead of the Mac sauce, you get you get the McChicken sauce in there. Oh. And then and then instead of the top bun with the sesame seed, I would put the hamburger bun. Oh shit. So, and then okay. I would get like a 20 pack of nuggets, and then I would get like um you know like a sweet and sour sauce, and then and then you mix that with honey. Oh. oh. Joel has done this before on several occasions. Yeah, quite, I've for never real. seen you more excited for a question than I've asked you in the <laughs> two years we've been doing this now. Uh, Tong, I know you have a McDonald's fix in you. What would be the the net mag meal at McDonald's? Uh fuck. Uh, 
Does anyone remember the pizzas they used to yes. do like yeah. 20 years ago? Uh, yeah, but I really want those, but those are long gone. But like, uh, if for current menus, I'll do like uh, double filet fish with large fries with McFlurry. No drink. Filet fish. Oh. I think we found the double, only person, the only person double. on the planet who eats filet o fish. Um, you don't love that? No, I'm not getting fish from McDonald's. No, not even if it's Friday. Um, <laughs> I saw uh, Jay Will putting his piece of paper up to the camera, so I'm going to unmute Jay Will. What would the Jay Will uh, combo be from McDonald's? So first of all, Michael Scott filet fish would be his thing. So just like, you know, from <laughs> that's the true. Yeah. But, uh, but I don't eat really McDonald's anymore just for health purposes for me. But I have, uh, but my, my college meal was like two McDoubles uh, and a junior chicken, no mayo on the McDouble or no uh, onions on the McDoubles. And then a small fry and a medium uh, iced tea. Ice tea. Fantastic. And Jay Will, thank you for being here. First of all, Jay Will, thank you for listening every week. You show love all the time, so we appreciate you. But yeah, I'm going to mute you again. If you had anything else to say, I apologize. <laughs> the the next one, and I'm going to need a Filipino to chime in on this one uh, from the chat. So if you want to answer, please put a piece of paper up so I can see it. This one comes in from Angeline Mariano. And this one is tough, so we may have to spend the rest of the episode talking about this. But if you could, if you could only eat one Filipino food for the rest of your life, what would it be? So this is a super tough one because, like, I I don't even want to answer it. I'll go first, so you guys have time to think about it because I've had now a day and a half to think about it. So I had it narrowed down to between tocino and longanisa. I don't know what it is about sweet really bright red meat but i'm a big fan um so i'm gonna go but i'm gonna go with longanisa because it's really good for breakfast so and i'm a big breakfast person so like longanisa eggs and rice like fried rice is like it's done it's over for me um so i'm gonna go with longanisa but like really 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 big toss-up between that and tocino um alvin can it, is it a meal or is it can- uh, well we'll stretch it to a meal if you want to yeah Okay, since it's a meal, I'm gonna have a really big plate. Oh no, you know what? I'm gonna just go Kamayan, bro, because uh, literally <laughs> Kamayan has like everything. It has tocino, it has lechon, it has balabok, it has like all the essentials, and you just can't get out of your seat afterwards, so it's perfect. That really feels like cheating, but I'm gonna allow it because it's a hard question. Um, Joel, what about you? One Filipino food for the rest of your, li- rest of your life? For the rest of my life, I'd probably go with sinigang. Sinigang, yeah, pork, you got, chicken. You got the the sour sauce too, like, like the sour soup. I mean, after oh, bro, like you have that like, winter all, all seasons, man. All seasons are good. All season, like the tires. Uh, Tong, do you know yeah, anything man. about Filipino food at all? I I'm not gonna lie, I'm not. I don't eat Filipino food <laughs> very often. After <laughs> after the lockdown, we'll we'll all have kamayan together. Yeah, you'll bring me out. You'll bring me out. Yeah, yeah that's correct. I saw Mike D speak in the chat, and it looked like he wants to yell something. Um, so Mike D, go ahead and yell what you want to yell. Yo, it's all about the lumpia dog. <laughs> Go, Mike D. Mike D. This guy, my boy knows, bro. Mike, I have to re-mute you, but it's just because your voice sounds too damn good, and I can't have people subscribing to the sneaker podcast over this one. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) Next up, so just something really quick to promote before we get into some more nitty-gritty into the episode. Uh, As we've mentioned a couple times now, Boost Weekend is coming up. When you're listening to this, it's today. So it's Saturday, December 12th, and Sunday, December 13th. Um, As we mentioned before, it's in partnership 
partnership with Adidas Canada and Foot Locker Canada. So all you have to do for the, the next two or the weekend is wear a different pair of Boost Saturday and Sunday, Saturday and Sunday or Saturday or Sunday. You'll get a bonus entry into the countdown, which is already a sick enough prize as it is, I'm sure. But Foot Locker wanted to one up us and they're offering five $200 gift cards to people who took participate. Um, so Sunday night or Monday morning or whatever, we'll announce on Instagram. Uh, we're going to just pick from the people who participate. If you participate both days, that means you have two entries. I mean, five is a pretty good, it's a substantial number. Like you have a pretty good chance. Um, I know that Tong would participate, but he doesn't have an Instagram right now. So it's okay. We, we forgive you. Um, but yeah, hope to see everybody participating, um, wearing their boost and potentially winning some moolah at the same time. Thank you once again, Foot Locker and Adidas. Next up, so what, like I said, I, I reached out to Instagram and uh, I, I asked if anybody had any questions for us or Tong. Most people had questions for Tong, I'm not going to lie, but some people did want to know about us as well. Um, and this one was was kind of cool. It came from Line and a Pickaxe, Anthony Pacone, who, uh, who is in the chat. Um, so thank you for being here, Anthony, and thank you for being a previous guest, and thank you for sending in your question. Um, he says, what are some challenges, struggles you guys have overcome going from a podcast um, to now a channel with multiple videos, Instagram, etc.? Um, how has the growth been hindered from COVID, um, even though we're still kicking butt? So basically, he just wants to know, what's what are some things we've had to kind of learn or overcome since we started doing this? Um Alvin, what's something that you've kind of had to learn on the fly, especially because you're you're now taking control of all the video stuff on YouTube? Like it's it's all you. Like you do all the editing. You're the one who came up with all this. Um, so what has the process kind of been like for you? Honestly, it hasn't been too bad, man. Like with COVID and everything, it's given us a lot of time to you know kind of expand our horizons in terms of what skills we kind of want to develop. And um, I don't know, man. Like if 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 it if if we didn't start this YouTube thing like now, I'd probably just be playing video games, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, shout out to City of Death for putting me on to Division Two. Um, but anyway, honestly, the the challenges it's just like you know finding the time, um, to, like to post, and it's just like finding uh you know not necessarily content, but. Um, just finding the, the consistency, you know what I mean? Because obviously with YouTube to be successful, you have to be consistent. And, um, luckily for us though, like we have an abundance of sneakers, um, especially with like, you know, stacks, we can do so much with that right now. Uh, and we have other, other things up our sleeves too, just to, you know, add to YouTube. Um, yeah, man, in terms of challenges, it's just right now, it's definitely going to be consistency, uh, especially with COVID and us not being able to be together. Um, it kind of bothers me that the video quality, you know, that we have is just literally our cell phones or whatever, but that's okay too, just because we just want to be out there for content for everybody who wants to watch it. Absolutely agree. Mm. Uh, Joel, what about for you? Like, I feel like all of this is really new for all of us. Like podcasting was incredibly yeah. new for us. YouTube is also like incredibly new for us, uh, even more so. What are some things that you're trying to like learn as we go through all this stuff? Well, the whole um, the whole video, like the whole YouTube thing, um, kind of scared me. Can't lie, I'm not like a, a, a camera kind of guy, but but yeah, it, it, you know, you 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 adapt to it, right? And and you know, it's one of the things that that I had to learn uh, going through it. Um, but the one thing I really miss the most is just the company of like everybody, and 
And like, you know, like even if we have like guests and whatnot, like, you know, we usually run the pod out of my basement. So it's like, you know, people come over and, and, you know, whoever our guest is, you know, the routine, I see a lot of guys shaking it, but a lot of the routine is like, you know, we have, we have, we have like a dinner kind of thing first, and then we run the pot after. So it's like, we get everybody to feel homely kind of thing. You know what I mean? And, and that's, and that's, and that pretty much just eases everybody into like, you know, running a pod properly, you know, it gets, it's, it, it just breaks the ice if you want to say. So, yeah, I just miss that the most. Um, like I've been said, like, you know, video quality, sound quality, the sound checks, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, we just got to bear with it and, and just hopefully, you know, it, it doesn't last too long. So, but yeah, man, that's probably one of the major things I miss the most is just having everybody just like face to face, that, that whole face to face. thing. Yeah. hundred percent. Like obviously to echo that, like the main part of the podcast is us getting together, hanging out, having mm-hmm. dinner. Um, like some nights we're there until like 10, 10 30 like yeah. just hanging out because we want to just see each other because that's always the one night a week where it's like all three families get together and just hang out and chill um so that's obviously been super tough like the pandemic has really fucked us over in that sense like we've been we've been able to persevere through it um at one point we were able to do two podcasts a week which was super fun uh that was exhausting a little bit but uh it was super fun to do that um just in terms of stuff we've had to learn like podcast wise like none of us really know anything about anything when it comes to podcasting or youtube like it's all really like self-taught and like feeding off of each other and being patient with one another and just kind of learning um content kind of comes and goes like there's some there's some easier weeks and there's some harder weeks for sure um but but yeah, like the main thing for sure with the pandemic is definitely like not being able to be together. Like it's it's harder to feed off of each other and like yeah. have a podcast when there's like a three second delay after I say something to ask Alvin a question. Like it definitely just feels like shitty. And I'm sure the sneaker podcast guys can relate to that as well. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a ride for sure. Uh, Tong, I do want to kind of twist this to you how has the pandemic kind of affected the way you run things typically i know that uh people are seem to be spending money like crazy right now so i'm sure in that sense it's been pretty good but what are some challenges you've experienced um just with the pandemic overall um well basically i I think from buying shoes it's always been the same because we never really had a storefront so i mean uh, it's all purely online so i I mean that hasn't really changed Uh, i mean even when it first started, actually, it was pretty strong, too. Like, it was, I guess, people just didn't know what, like, they wanted to buy stuff that they couldn't go to the mall or, or and, like, that, in that sense, like, like business has been doing well. Uh, but one of the challenges, like, COVID was uh, certainly, like, uh, packages being lost. Mm-hmm. That's a, like, that's yeah. a really big problem for us. Um, like, like, we're actually, because um, we ship a lot to the U.S., and, um I, I think um, we we had like I, I don't even know like say a thousand packages like I think fifty got lost. Oh my god! Uh, we did buy insurance on it, but then now the insurance company is kind of like saying our our loss rate was through the roof. So like now it's like like it's just unnecessary pain that we have to go through, like unexpected pain that we have to go through. But I mean like with anything with business or life, like if it was easy, then it's it, 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 it's not fun, right? So, I mean, that that's kind of the only thing that I, I can come to mind. I It's funny that you said that because somebody messaged, uh, and you can talk on this if anyone wants to speak on it, but, like, somebody messaged us when we, when we were talking about... Uh, 
like what they wanted us to hear from you, Tong. And somebody said, is it kind of weird when it's easy to get shoes? So do like, do resellers help make it more fun? And it's funny that you brought like, if it was easy, it would be fun into it. Or it would be, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Like if, if getting shoes was easy, would it be like less fun? It's kind of more fun having the hunt. Like, does any, like I see Alvin kind of shaking his head. Like it, Rick, we all like would love to be able to get every single pair that we want. But like in some way, it's almost more fun to like miss on some to make those other feel pairs feel more special. Like, do you guys feel the same way? Yeah, like uh, I mean, I, I personally, I, I, I believe in that. Like, it's like, it's like, like I don't want to put it in this way, but like the girlfriend you never couldn't get was like, like the girl you couldn't ever get was the best one, right? Like, it's an, and I mean, like. If it was too easy, like, it, and, and say you were able to, like, you know, every drop you can score, then you won't be at a laptop looking for shoes. You want to be like, you won't be excited for a certain sneaker because, like, it, a part of the fun is that you don't know if you can get it or not. And, like, even if you got it, you'd be super happy. But if you, every time you know you can get it, then you have nothing to look forward to, right? Yeah, 100%. And resellers are obviously like the the person who asked the question, I apologize because I don't remember exactly who it was. Um, they associated it to resellers, like resellers are the reason that there's less supply. But like the sneaker community has gotten so big now that even if there was everyone was buying to keep, you still wouldn't get everything you wanted. So we're not going to we're not going to blame dirty, filthy, disgusting resellers for everything. But um, so before we get into our games with Tong, we have another giveaway to do. And we tease this off the top. So I hope everybody has a piece of paper. Um, I'll give you guys a second to turn on your camera. Even if you're naked, just turn it away. I don't know what you're doing in your house. <laughs> turn on your camera for one second and have a piece of paper and a marker ready. So before Tong lost his entire livelihood and his Instagram got hacked, um, he was doing random sneaker giveaways on his Instagram. And what he would do was he would write down a number. He would cover it. He would give everyone 30 seconds to comment in the comment section. And then he would, the person who had the closest to his number would get a free pair of sneakers. He's been gracious enough to hashtag ad do this again for us so first of all we want to thank you tong for doing this live this is a thank you to everybody who's tuning in right now live because this is a really cool thing um that tong is doing what's crazy is somebody just asked to enter it's like they heard that we were doing a giveaway <laughs> and they, they wanted to enter immediately so tong if you could i don't know if you have like your phone with you or something that you can write down before perfect you have a piece of paper um what, we'll say between what one and five hundred is that normal or one and two fifty? Like, what do you want to do, Tong? Two one to two hundred. I think we should be good. Okay, so number, we're right? gonna give everybody like a couple seconds to write a number between one and two hundred, and, and I'll don't. Write it down now. And Tong is gonna write his down right now. Don't put your number up 69. to the screen yet. <laughs> Don't put your number up to the screen yet. We don't want anybody cheating. Once it's up, we need you to keep it up on the screen so there's no like doctoring or anything like that. Um, we want to make sure this is super legit, as legit as possible. Um, so keep it up. As Does everybody have a number, even if everybody's just like nodding their head or whatever? Um, okay, sweet. So just put your number up to the screen now. And Tong, Tong, what is your number? 169. 169 we have 137 there oh 168 damn evil nyc 168 oh one off 
Holy crap. All right. That's hella impressive. Holy shit. Good work. Okay, Evil NYC. Um, DM us because you can't DM Tong right now and um, <laughs> we'll, we'll arrange something for you. Uh, Tong, thank you so much for doing that. Congrats to Evil NYC. He hasn't told us what it's going to be. I'm sure he doesn't even know what it's going to be yet. A random box. A yeah. random box. Yeah. There you go. Um, in your size there you go all right so now the moment that everyone excluding tong has been waiting for it's been two years since he's been here so this is the first time he's been here solo since we've had the new the new run of people um and since i've been hosting and since we started doing this all over again we've introduced 21 questions so tong i know you listen from time to time you know how this works you have 21 questions you need to answer them as quickly as you can um at the end of it i'm going to give you a score and it's probably not going to be very good are you ready Yep. Remember, there are no right answers, but there are also no wrong answers. Question number one, air or boost? Air. Question number two, crew socks or no-shows? Crew socks. Question number three, red or blue? Blue. Question number four, pineapple on pizza? Yes. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Question number five, biggest buyout you've ever done? Six figures plus. Six? 120-something. Holy shit. That's about $100,000 more than I thought the answer was going to (laughs) be. Question number six. What is your favorite kind of bubble tea? Um, The Coco Mango QQ. Wow, he he knew that one specifically. Question number seven. Laces tied tight in a bow or hanging and loose? Hanging and loose. Question number eight. What is the sneaker of the year? This year? Yes. Um... I have to say Dior's. Dior High, I'm assuming. Uh, Dior High. Dior High, yeah. Question number nine. Favorite sneaker brand other than Nike or Jordan? New Balance. Question number 10. Dunk or Air Force? Dunk. Question number 11. What is the last shoe you purchased for yourself? Uh, Dunk Ceramic. Question number 12. Who is the most influential person in sneakers right now? Uh, Well, I think he still is. Travis Scott. I could agree with that. Question number 13. Who is featured on the Canadian $100 bill? I, I don't know. It's probably changed, right? <laughs> changed from what? I don't know I what don't that know. means. Do you have a different $100 no, bill the than old, me? The old, the older. I don't know if they changed the, the character on it. Though. The, the character. It. I don't know if you would like being called a character. Um, his, his, I can't remember. His, his name is Sir Robert Borden. I don't know who that is, but I know he's not a character. (laughs) (laughs) He's a friend of the show. He's going to be disappointed. Question number 14. Favorite Jordan model (laughs) above the AJ14? 16. Question number 15. In what state is the city of Milwaukee located? Uh, State... Wisconsin? Correct. Oh, no, um, no, that's yes. correct. Yes, that W-I, is correct. W-I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Wisconsin. Question number 16, spell <laughs> Milwaukee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. M-I-W-A. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't M-I-L-W-A-U-K-E-E. What a stupid way to spell a city. Question number 17. <laughs> Question number 17. Which sneaker do you wear the most? Jordan 4s. With white cement, I think, is the... Uh, no, the... Off-white. The, the, uh, I mean, the Pure Money. Uh, the pure Money. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. um, Question number 18. How, or sorry, what is longer, a yard or a meter? Uh, a meter. 
That is correct. Question number 19. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, no. <laughs> That's a contentious issue, but I think it's the consensus right now. Question number 20. What is your number one grail? Uh, Paris Dunks. Paris Dunks. So would you rather receive your number one grail or three other pairs from your top 10? Uh, number one. Number one. And you have a bunch of your number one, so it was a stupid question to ask <laughs> <Yeah>. anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you did not bad. You you kind of lost it on Milwaukee, but you made up oh. for it in other spots. So. <laughs> All right, and arguably our most popular segment as of late, our new game, and there's not a better person that we could be playing it with. It's our new game, Alvin. How much is that? That's right. You know who does a good how much is that is, is Mike, Mike D. D. <laughs> Mike D. How much is that? There it is. Thank you very much. Um, I really love having the unmute. It's like I have a soundboard. It's really cool. Um, All right. So, so Tong, it's very easy for most people, but it won't be for you because I had to make it so. All you have to do is tell me which of the two pairs I give you has the higher last sold price on stock X in a size nine dead stock. Easy enough, right? Uh, Depends. This is your livelihood, really. So you should you should have a good idea, I would hope. All right, the first pair of sneakers up on how much is that is a shoe that you sold me, potentially the first shoe you ever sold me, the Nike Dunk Low SB What the Dunk versus the Jordan One High Dior. Your 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 sneaker of the year this year. So we know that the the what the dunk has been surging, but we also know that the Dior was way up there for a while. So Alvin wants to know how much is that? Mike D also wants to know how much is that? Thank you. So much better. <laughs> uh, I honestly I haven't checked the what the dunks in a while. I know Dior's have been dropping. Um, I, I'm gonna go with what the dunks. You're gonna go just because prices haven't really moved much but the yours have been dropping so um what the dunks what the dunks is that your final answer yes okay how many Dior's do you have right now none okay <laughs> boring answer all right so as we do we go with the one <laughs> that you did not choose first and that would be the air jordan one high dior tongs sneaker of the year the last sold price in a size nine dead stock on stock X. Shout out to Stock X Canada is eight thousand eight hundred and fifteen dollars. So it definitely has come down. I think it was at like sixteen yeah. or seventeen for a while. Tong seems a little bit nervous now. He went, mm, yeah, I don't know. If, that's pretty high. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good mm, or a bad. Mm. All right, the pair you chose to be higher than eight thousand eight hundred and fifteen dollars. The Nike Dunk Low SB. What the dunk? It makes me sad to see how much they cost now because why did I wear my shoe so much? The last <laughs> sold the last sold price in a size nine dead stock on stock X is this hurts a little bit. Eleven thousand one hundred and twenty six dollars. Whoa, I've never oh, seen Tong so excited. Bro. Wow. <laughs> He's got a bunch of them to sell now, jeez. Yeah, he's like, Oh, I have four yeah, pairs sitting no, there. No, <laughs> I, I had zero now. Oh <laughs> All right, so he's he's one for one right now. That's impressive, but it's going to get much harder as we go along. Next up on Joel. How much that is? So close. Is. <laughs> so this one's a little bit harder for you because that one was too easy, clearly. I want to know. Three pairs of Jordan 1 High J Balvins, which just came out, what, I believe, yesterday. Three mm-hmm. pairs. 
versus one pair of Jordan 1 Off-White UNC, another pair that you sold me, coincidentally enough. Um, uh, we want to know, wait, 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 Mike D., how much is that? That's correct. <laughs> Tong, talk us through it here. I don't know if you've been watching the J Balvin or not. It's so much better. <laughs> you see him on the screen just pop up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, all right, Tong. So I don't know if you've been watching the J Balvin or not. They've kind of fluctuated a little bit. Um, the off-white UNC has been rising. Talk us through this here. Three pairs of J Balvins or one pair of UNC off-whites? Uh, it's going to be close. Uh, UNC, it's hard to say because sometimes you might get that random one sale that like just pushes it to the, uh, to the top. But I mean, I, I think it's going to be the UNC just because the Balvin just released, uh, recently and the price is going to drop. So, I mean, UNC is probably my choice. I feel stressed for you and I know the answer. So as we do, we choose. We go through the one you did not choose, and that is three pairs of Jordan 1 High J Balvins. I actually like that shoe a lot. I think it's really well executed. It's interesting. Um, one mm. pair, the last sold price in a size 9 dead stock on stock X, was $749. Oh, so, so three of those brings you to $2,247. Close. I uh, you, said, close. you said it was going to be close. <laughs> The last sold price of a Jordan 1 off-white UNC size 9 dead stock on StockX is, pause for dramatic effect, $2,555. Oh, oh my God, he's going you, a little bit close. He's winning. He's, he's two for two right now. Um, I, I gave him a third one because I thought he was not going to go two for two and I wanted him to be a loser, but we're going to have to do the third one now anyways. <laughs> um and he's already going to be up. But this one is definitely going to be harder, and I hope it stumps you. Next up on Alvin. How much is... <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I'm just going to unmute Mike again. How much is that? There it is. That's right. All right. Next up is seven pairs of my oh, shoe my of the God. year. <laughs> Seven pairs of my shoe of the year, the Nike Dunk Low SB Chunky Dunky Ben and Jerry's. My shoe of the mm. year. Mine. Versus one of the all-time grails ever. Nike Air Yeezy 2 Red October. Joel wants to know. How much is that? All right, Tong. Talk us through it. Once again, the Chunky Dunky was way up there. It's dropped a little bit, but not a whole lot. And the Red October fluctuates like crazy. What do we think? So how many pairs of chunky? Seven. 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 So say they're about two thousand each. So fourteen hundred. I'm gonna have to go with Red October Yeezys. <laughs> just just because, like I said, it's it's rarely traded on, and like there could be one guy that's willing to pay X dollars. Like I, I the last time I checked, the Red October was pretty high. So I mean, um, I'm just banking that. For a size nine, some some ridiculous price is going to overcome. And I know chunkies have been dropping, so red October's. All right, this is for all the marbles. Like we say, no one remembers the first two quarters. Everyone remembers the last oh. quarter, the the three point shot that he misses or makes to win the series game. Bounce, 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 bounce. Game series. Let's see. As we do, 
The pairs, pairs uh, that you did not choose. Seven pairs of Nike Dunk Low SB Chunky Dunky Ben and Jerry's. My shoe of the year. I'm going to say it again. The last sold price for one. I think you said about two thousand. The last sold price for one in a size nine dead stock, sixteen hundred and fifty four. So oh, oh. you times that by seven, you're at eleven thousand five hundred seventy eight dollars. Red October. <laughs> I hate how confident and smug he is right now. The last sold price of a size nine dead stock, easy two red October is. $12,774. He went three for three, ladies and gentlemen. He went three for three. He knows what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. All right. So we're going to get past that. We're going to cut that out of the episode so no one's ever going to hear it. So it's fine. Next up. So this was I actually something I saw something on Sean Goh's, uh story a little while ago. Um, and I thought it was interesting to talk about on the podcast. I didn't just didn't know when. Shout out to Sean Goh. We're going to cut that out of the episode as well. Um, <laughs> he put it on his story. It was like a poll, and I thought it would be cool. And I just saved them, and we're going to talk about them now, and hopefully get some uh, some involvement from some of our audience here. So the first one is: this is a would you rather for all all four of us are going to give our answer here, and uh, at least one person from the audience. Would you rather wear a Jordan one to three for the rest of your life, or Jordan four to twenty three for the rest of your life? And it's interesting that it's one, two, and three. Or four to twenty-three. Obviously, you get the quantity when it's four to twenty-three. You have what nineteen different pairs to choose from. You have the fours in there, which are a classic. Like you have some, you have some bangers in four to twenty-three, but one to three, the two is kind of a sorry, Sean Collard, if you're listening, kind of the throwaway. But one and three are like the popular ones. So this is a tough one. So I don't want to go first. Joel, what would you rather? You rather wear <laughs> Jordan one to three oh, or four to twenty-three for the rest of your life? For the rest of my life, uh, I probably go one to three. One to one three. to three. Yeah, I one to three. I think I'm gonna agree with you, and it's tough because there's some really good ones in it four is. to twenty three. But I think that I mean I I have mo- most of my Jordans are ones and threes, so it would be silly for me to choose four to twenty three. Even though yeah. you have the quantity and the variety in four to twenty three, I'm gonna go one to three as well. Um, Alvin, what about you? Yo, my wedding shoe was an 11. That's true. Oh, yeah. With that being said, one to three. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, real talk, like, I barely wear 11s now. I still have, like, maybe two, three pairs of them, but they just sit in the closets. Um, and literally, my, my threes are at the door. And then the ones, I, they're just an easy go-to. So one to three is easy for me, man. I agree. Um Tong, you said your most worn shoe is a pure money yep. four. Are you going to go one to three or four to 23 for the rest of your life? I still have to go with one to three just because I wear the fours a lot. Uh, because it's like anything past four, it's like a very bulky shoe, right? So it's like it, it's hard to, to wear like every day. I mean, so one to three, you got the Jordan one, right? So like Jordan one to me, it's like it's go to for everything, right? So. I've got to agree with you. Uh, did anyone else? I didn't notice. Did anyone else have their hand to the camera? No, no one else wants to hear. Okay, so the next one, <laughs> the next one that was also featured on Shango's story. This is also a hard one when you really think about it. Would you rather wear only Dunks, Air Forces, and Jordan Ones for the rest of your life, or any Air Maxes? 
dunks, forces, and ones, or any air maxes. For me, what you guys think about it, for me, it's got to be dunks, forces, and ones. Once again, it's what I wear the most. Um, I like I love my Air Maxes, and I'm sure my feet would regret that decision. Like in my in my late 40s, 50s, 60s, um, not being able to wear some cushioning that there is featured in an Air Max. But as of right now, it's got to be Dunk Force and Air Force One for or Dunk Force and Air Jordan One for me. Um, Alvin, what about you? Easy question, bro. Uh, Air Maxes hands down. I, yo, don't get me wrong. I love my Jordans One to Three specifically. Uh, but a majority of my collection now is like Trinas for all for all our UK Trinas, you know, brethren out there. But it's mostly Trinas, man. Like I love my Air Maxes. I'm old, my back's starting to hurt, my <laughs> knees are horrible. So, uh, yo, Air Maxes all day, bro. Uh, Joel, what about you? What about you? Dunks, forces, and ones, or Air Maxes? Okay, so my back my back tells me Air Maxes. <laughs> My mind tells me forces and and dunks, but I'm gonna have to go with my back because of <laughs> <laughs> so Air Maxes, Air Maxes, bro. Anything with cushioning. Yeah, it's gotta have the cushioning and the comfort. Um, Tong, what about you? You said your most worn pair recently is the ceramics. Um, what about you? Dunks, forces, and ones or Air Maxes? Definitely dunks. Really? Force, uh, and yeah, Jordan ones. I'm not. I'm not too too big of an Air Max fan. Like, I mean, like they're they're nice. I only like certain models, but like. If I have to give up those three models for one, uh, definitely the first one. So we're at a crossroads mm-hmm. here. It's me and Tong versus Joel and Alvin. Does anyone want to break the tie? Does anyone want to jump in? Cover your camera if you're interested in speaking at all and let us know. Um, I think C- I think that City of Death <laughs> there put up his little uh, his little marker. Uh, Emil, what do you want to break the tie for us? Uh, I got to go with you, Lawrence. Like you, uh, I just I would wear more of the ones in the Air Forces. Hell yeah. Joel and Alvin are muted for the rest of the podcast. You lose. <laughs> um, <laughs> Emil, thanks for chiming in. We appreciate you you listening. Um, okay, so enough about us. Um, like we've said, we haven't had Tong here for a little bit, so we do have to get some stuff out of the way um, and cover some stuff about him, a little bit of an update since we've seen him about two years ago. Um, so... Obviously, the sneaker landscape has changed dramatically in the last two years. Uh, most notably, this year it was dunks, um, but it's been crazy all around in the last two years. It just keeps exploding, keeps exploding. Have you noticed that your buying habits um, have changed kind of in the last year specifically, but two years for sure? Um, and if so, how have they changed? Buying personally and or buying um, for the site and for the page? Uh I'll, I'll start with business first. Um, so business wise, yeah, like you said, uh, a lot has changed. Um, like prior to, I think earlier, uh, late last year, uh, I've been buying a lot of dunks just cause the fact that I saw like there was a, like kind of this trend coming where it's like a dunk wave. And that's when kind of like, um, when Travis wore the, what the dunks, I think that was kind of like the signal, you know, like dunks are coming back um but like prior to that i've always been buying dunks um so like it it wasn't like it wasn't anything new uh but more so from the business aspect you kind of want to buy stuff that are more favorably priced right so um yeah like during that time i bought a lot of uh, a lot of the 99s uh 2000s the early kojp um dunks and they were literally going for like 200 bucks most and um and i was buying a lot of those and then um 
yeah and then obviously from a business aspect like you you kind of want to like when the prices were good when it was hype all like like mid-year or earlier this year and obviously i'm not going to be holding a lot of those so that's kind of when I, I i sold some of those uh some of the i mean a lot of like i'm not sure if you guys noticed but like a, a lot of and i mentioned this before is like the money sizing like money size pairs uh that has dropped like changed dramatically um over the years and um like that also changed my perspective uh like kind of like like even knowing what pair to buy versus what size you you need to get it's a it's a big question right like so many changing variables and um like because of that change like i wish i bought a lot more out of that size eight to nine and a half spectrum um and i should have sold some of the eight and nine and a half early when it was kind of hot um but i mean now it's like now it's changed to the point where i have to like kind of bring in like I'm actually targeting a little more bigger sizes just because I know a lot more people, like at least the people I know are bigger sizes. And like, sometimes I don't have enough and knowing the size runs that are available on the market. Um, usually it's very low in terms of like a size, like 11 and a half and up, like it's not that many. Um, so yeah, from that perspective, that has changed. Uh, personally, um, for personal purchases, I, I haven't, that hasn't really changed. Um, like I, I'm, I mean, there aren't too many pairs that I'm I'm chasing after, like personally. Uh, but I mean, like when it comes to pairs that like are new releases, like I mean, I, I do buy from StockX, and and if like because it's just a little easier. I, I don't have to like look for a certain pair. I know how much I'm paying now, and like so that's kind of where I I look for those pairs if I can't get it myself. You you kind of touched on it, and I was going to ask, but, like, I don't know if you want to reveal all of it, but, like, I'm sure a lot of people want to know, like, where are you getting, like, you buy a lot in bulk. Like, where are you getting a lot of these pairs? Is it, like, scrounging through eBay? Is it buying low locally? Like, where do you find yourself typically buying pairs now? Um. Well, I mean, it's no secret now. I mean, uh, like, for a lot of those, like, very special pairs, like, I, I usually look around, like, Asia, like, Japan, like, like Yahoo Auction has a, a ton of stuff there, like, low-key, like, the, 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 the trick is, like, because their time zone is, like, very different from ours, like, they're, they're flipped, so, like, usually I'm bidding in the morning, um, but they have a ton of good stuff there, like, there were, there are a lot of collectors there, and usually sometimes the prices are pretty fair, and, like, I mean, it, it's, I, I find it better than eBay, uh, uh, from my perspective, just because, um, like there's, there's more confidence, there's less fakes in Japan. I'm not saying that there is no fakes, but like, I mean, uh, some of the stuff you find there is like, you would literally find a 1996 OG bread in pristine condition, probably better condition than the 29, like 2019 <laughs> release. Right. Like, I don't know how these people keep, keep them in such good condition, but I mean, yeah, like uh, if I'm searching for those like one-off pairs, like, definitely like japan has been my go-to you also said uh the money sizing like you wish you were ahead of the game and i don't want to like you know suss the scene if this is true but i like i personally remember um when big sizes like 12 13 big sizes were the money sizes like in the early 2010s with jordans and foams or whatever big sizes were like the big sizes the ones that went first it was always these big dudes who were like at the front of the line because they knew their size 13 was going to go first and then obviously when the stock x and like stock market of sneakers opened to asia like 
just the mass population of people is the reason that small sizes are so expensive now. But I'm starting to see it flip. Do you think that it's coming back to the big sizes just based on quantity produced that it's starting to like level off and the big size is going to be the money size again? Um, no, I, I mean, it, it, it's hard to say. Uh, I mean, like we, we know that like, uh, the biggest buyer, like there, there are, there are a lot of buyers from China that are buying this. That's what caused the, the kind of the money size to go up. But I mean, like, I, I think, that, and that's coincidentally, like you, you see when it went down was like during, like right after COVID. Right. So like during COVID, it, it kind of, kind of went down. And, um, I, I think, I'm not saying it will never come back, but uh, it's always a factor that, like, if China comes back buying hard and heavy again, then that, uh, you might see that trend come back again. But I, I think there's also where the, the another factor where uh, Nike and Jordan also sees that, and they might be actually making more eight, eight and a half too, right? So it's kind of two two changing variables that you can't really fully predict, but like you can kind of guess, like make your best guess that. It, it might come back and like how strong it is. Right. So yeah, like for now, I, I think the strategy is to kind of like just evenly buy from eight to 13. Right. Speaking of uh, best guesses. So you were one of the first people and you just flexed it again, um, who kind of jumped on like old dunks early. Um, like you had a feeling, you had a gut feeling that you knew they were going to go up after you saw like the hype coming back around them. So you bought a ton of them. Um, and we got a lot of questions about this as well. Uh, what do you think is next? Like we've been saying, like the three of us really think it's going to be Air Forces. Joel is stocking up on Air Forces because he wants to be a big time reseller now too. Um, but uh, what do you think, Tong, give the secret, <laughs> unless it's a big secret, you don't want to share it. Uh, what's next in the in the line of hype? Uh, I mean, Air Force, I, I still feel like eventually maybe one day it'll come back like we i i'm not 100 percent sure it will ever take off but um i i honestly think jordans are going to be coming back like 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 it kind of dunk kind of overtook it for a bit but i mean like and jordan kind of fell on the radar but like with the amount of like stuff they're coming out with like even the the uh, j balvin's that came out today like it's a good energy that they're they're trying to start up again and and like like i said jordan's always been very solid like they don't fluctuate too much but like they're always around and people always want them and and i, I feel like jordan jordan resale prices are going to climb back soon if not they're already high enough but like it's not not the <laughs> crazy crazy grails but like i mean like just the normal um normal jordans like like not to, to say grs but like your white cement fours or like kind of your your black cement threes like like even those have been slowly climbing back yeah up. they have um i think it was i want to say earlier this year maybe like january or something you wrote an article about like your like invest in it now piece and it was it obsidian ones like it was something or court purples or something um and that was like your invest in it now and you showed like that you did invest in it at that time and you showed your profit do you have like an, an invest in it now sneaker uh, I still like, I bought a lot of, uh, Royal Toes, uh, core purple, um, just because I know that like those are, are, are good shoes to hold. Um, like I'm not hold like, I mean, it, it, it's sometimes it's hard because you're, it's business, but at the same time, it's ethical in, in that sense. Right. But like, I mean, I always see it in the sense where it's like, um, you can still always buy it now and the price is still pretty good. Like, I mean, if prices usually, uh, if people bring in certain pairs and like, I would buy those pairs just because like 
those are no brainers like uh, in my opinion because it's just that like it it's the color blocking is good and uh, and people always want it it's just that people don't want it now but doesn't mean that they don't want it in like two years and that's kind of like where you jump in and provide for them uh for for the market right so i mean uh definitely those two jordans are my are my favorite uh mocha ones are really nice too uh i really like that pair but at the same time it's it the price may be a little too high right now like in, in my opinion to like i rather get like if you get get two pairs of mochas, why, why not get three pairs of royal toes, right? So you really are like stacking royal toes, is what I'm getting from this. Like you're like really <laughs> going all in on you, royal toes. You, you don't want to know. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> like I kind of want to know, but I also don't want to know. Um, yeah, so I know. so I know that you always talk about like your wins. Like you're always posting big flexor. Yeah, I invested in Nike before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, big deal. Good for you. Um, do you have any like? <laughs> a memorable loss that you've taken like something you like went super ham on and you were like fuck like no one actually likes this shoe at all um can you oh, think yeah. of anything off oh you're shaking your head like yeah plenty I, plenty <laughs> what's what's a good like what's a good one like give us a scoop of like a really good one where you were like fuck i really shouldn't have bought 600 pairs of that shoe uh okay so i mean most memorable one is definitely the um the dsm one it's like oh. that patent navy blue like mm-hmm. honestly when it came out i thought it was like a really dope shoe um but like, it was like 500 dollars, and it just like dropped to like i don't even know if it's worth 200 dollars. but i mean uh I, I i like that shoe i kept a pair like good thing i didn't buy too many of that pair but i mean like that was the pair that was most surprising um but uh the most the one that I went a little big was the uh, OBO 10s, black, oh. black pair. Oh. That was a terrible, terrible shoe. Like it was like, <laughs> deep, like after that, I was so scarred from like, like every time Drake's going to make a drop, I just, it's just a red flag for me. It's like, I always have to like be very cautious now. Uh, I mean, it, it's a good pair, but it's just like, for some reason, I, I don't know what happened with the resale prices. Like it's just like, just went to the shitter right so uh, i mean yeah like and um but more recently um uh the fragment threes um mm. that that one is just like i didn't buy too too many but like it's just one of those things you you just have to buy just because you you want to have a few pairs in stock and that one kind of dropped a lot and i kind of know why it's because it's probably the the back tab where it's like like the back tab started yellowing uh i think that's a big big problem for that shoe um because um like no one wants to wear like a yellow shoe when it's like brand new right uh and um and aside from that like it's a fairly simple shoe to start with so like if you add on that type of problem then like i can see why people kind of don't want that shoe or people don't want to even invest in that shoe and i think that's the good example where you see that invest if resellers don't buy that shoe look what happens to the price right yeah um I'm going to get into that. Wow. I'm like reading your mind this podcast. This is excellent. Um, So first of all, I do want to apologize because I remember in a trade that we did, I made you take a pair of my black OVO 10s and now I feel bad about it knowing how much you hate that shoe. Um, <laughs> you could have said something, man. Like, no, don't give me the black OVO 10. I hate it. But um, <laughs> so you and I had a conversation like a little while back. I don't remember when it was. And we said, okay, we're going to talk about this the next time you're on the podcast. And it's now is the next time I think. And I think that conversation was a year and a half ago and you said that you think like the 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 resale sneaker bubble and like the the price inflation and like the dunk bubble is like 
majority um, fabricated and inflated by resellers, like resellers buying from other resellers and like just inflating the price over and over again. And no one is actually like buying this shoe to wear it. So that means that the the actual supply is remaining the same. Like it's always remaining there. Um, so can you just explain that better than I did? Because I don't have a business degree. Uh, actually, I don't think you do either. Um, but <laughs> but uh, you know it a little bit better than I, I do. And if, if that is the case, do you think it's sustainable or is it going to pop? Uh, it's not sustainable in my opinion. Um, like I said, people are just buying the shoe, hoping that it will keep going up. It's like, like it's the perfect Ponzi scheme, right? Like if people like, we'll just use the, what the dunk, for example, right? Unless you have an end user where it's like a collector like you that really wants a shoe that's willing to pay nine, like $11,000 for it. Um, it, that will work if you're willing to pay at $11,000 for it, or people that eventually come in are willing to pay that price. But a lot of people are just buying because, okay, I see it at 5000 and I think it's a good investment. I'm going to buy it now and then hopefully for seven and I'll flip it. And I see a lot of that from, from my perspective, um, like because a lot of people try to sell me those shoes. And uh, uh, I mean, uh, and even when I sell shoes, I always kind of ask them, like, like, why are you buying this? Like, why aren't you buying a used pair? And for that exact same reason, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, they're holding that pair. Hopefully that one day one big buyer would come in and buy it. But like I said, if prices go to a point where it's like kind of like unreasonable or like kind of like it's not even sustainable, like like say what the dung that's going five digits, it's just not logical. There's too many options that allow for like a sneakerhead to like buy. Like I'd rather get a hundred and two hundred dollars sneaker to wear than than have that ultimate grail because like it's you're not going to wear that pair when you're paying that much. So at the end of the and I think that's part of the reason why you see the the dunk market especially the sbs have, have been dropping um for certain models and that's kind of i think that's where we're at right now is that why you mentioned to me before i also don't know if this is a secret or not mm-hmm. um i feel like i'm giving away all your secrets you're not buying as many dunks anymore um no i i definitely like it depends on the i, I guess it determines like the price kind of determines like whether or not i want to buy it uh, but like in, in general, like I haven't been buying dunks because like I have, I've seen this wave so many times, like uh, back in 2005, uh, it dropped. Uh, even when I came back in around like 2000 and 2013, like it went up a little and then kind of dropped again. And then like it, it, I've seen dunks come and go so many times. Like this, like I, this one was a little different, but I, I still feel like that the trend is going to be the same. And I've been in a scenario where I passed up on certain pairs and I ended up buying it for cheaper in the future. Right. So like, uh, that kind of from the business aspect, you don't really need to take that kind of risk. Um, because there's so many other pairs right now that are worth investing, such as like the Royal Toes or like the Core Purple. Like I'd rather put on my money on certain things that are like guaranteed, almost guaranteed. Uh, instead of risking that, oh, uh, what the dunk can go to fifteen thousand, right? You you really keep bringing up royal toes. If anyone here has royal toes, I know a buyer. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> what's uh, what's one piece of advice you would give someone who wants to get into into selling sneakers, like reselling sneakers on a larger scale, like yourself? Because um, it seems like anyone can be a reseller nowadays. Anyone can go line up, win a raffle hit up StockX and, and flip a pair. What's what's uh, one or two or however many pieces of advice you would give somebody who wants to, you know, invest, like actually invest in sneakers and, and see it through on a larger scale or over a longer time? Uh, 
Um, yeah, I mean, uh, like that actually, it, it's funny because if you asked me that question two years ago, it would be kind of different. But I mean, times are changing and uh, definitely being in the time now, it's like, I think the most successful way to kind of make money is actually be able to like know the market really well. Um, not not go for the, the super hype pairs because everyone wants the hype pairs and, and everyone only wants to sell the hype pairs because not selling the non-hype pairs is not sexy, right? Like, like, it, like who, who wants to buy like a, a GR Air Force One, right? But I mean, those are the pairs that are available in volume. And especially uh, right now, it's like retailers are struggling too. And, uh, and a lot of times they're like, I, I remember you sent me a link <laughs> where it's like certain website was selling for like superstars, like Adidas superstars for like $30. Yep. And that's instant money. Like, I, I mean, like, even though it's not sexy to sell like uh, a superstar for like uh, make thirty dollars uh, profit, but I mean those are the pairs that are available in volume, and and as long as you put in the work, like the supply is there. It's just like it's like so much supply that you can do as like you can make as much as you want. But versus if you're everyone's just trying to get like the the, the hypest Jordan ones, like the mochas, right? Like that's why I stayed away from the mochas because it's just like everyone knows that per- that pair is going to go up in price. So they're they're trying to compete and trying to find find pairs to hold to buy and hold, but like my mentality has shifted where it's like kind of like you know what there's a lot of other pairs that are flying under the radar like and quite frankly so like uh, just being open like we I sell a lot on StockX and I don't sell the crazy grails I sell like the Converse the Air Force Ones like some like uh, I don't do Adidas but I mean like some like just normal gr nikes that are just sitting around like and like that's been like pretty good for me and um and i just sit on like i I don't even touch um certain certain other jordans that everyone's like going after just uh i'm gonna tell a quick story about like you're talking about uh not reselling sexy and when i worked in sneaker retail um we were having a really big sale, like a closeout sale, we'll say. Um, and we had a bunch of like special force Air Force Ones, if anyone remembers those. I don't remember what else there was, but there was a bunch of like random shit. Um, and I messaged Tong and I was like, yo, we have a couple hundred pairs of these for like $30, $40. And Tong was like, what time do you guys open on Sunday? And I was like, 11. And Tong was like, can you go at 10? And I was like, Sure. And Tong pulled up and he went and rented a U-Haul. He drove from North York to Brampton in a in a little U-Haul van. And he bought, I don't know how many pairs of shoes that day. Um, and like he had to like lug them all. We were just like literally chucking them into the U-Haul. Um, so if anyone got a damage box, Special Force One, it was probably because of me. And I, I apologize. Um, I saw Akon just post point at the camera. That was I apologize. Um, but um, so yeah, like that's like, like if even if you just think about it in the most simplest way, like Tong does these grail raffle well, member draws, sorry. Um, and he gives away one pair of really cool shoes and a hundred runner ups. I think you have a pretty good idea of which one he needs more quantity of and where he's making his money. It doesn't need to be said. It's kind of an unsaid thing of uh, where the money is really coming from and what you need to do. If you're an up and coming reseller and you want to make that money, it's don't resell sexy. I think that the title of the episode is sexy resale or resale sexy. I like that. That sounds good. Also, Tong, I hated that day. You didn't even buy me breakfast or nothing. That was, man. um, (laughs) 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 <laughs> um, all right just last up 
struggling to get the U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> um, just last up before we wrap up, um, and thank you once again for being here because this has been awesome. It shouldn't have been two years since we had you back. I don't know why it was. What's one thing that's next for you in 2021? So aside from getting your Instagram back, because I'm sure that's next on the list, um, it's been a crazy year this year, obviously, like a ton of up and downs. I think you posted like a couple weeks ago, you're trying to give away 600 more pairs before the end of the year. I'm not sure how you are still going to commit to that if you are or not, but that would be cool. But uh, what's next for you in 2021? You just did your YouTube. Um, so you got that going. Like, what do you want to see happen for NetMag in, uh, in 2021? Uh, I don't know. Um, like, I mean, like the direction kind of shifted, like, um, from what it was a few years ago, like a few years ago, you would look at NetMag and like, you want to go to NetMag for a certain grail, right? Like, uh, like that's all we did. Um, but I mean, over the years it has shifted in terms of like, we wanted to like give up, like, I mean, like we know certain shoes are just impossible to buy. Like, like uh, we, I like, I'm not saying I come from a wealthy family, but like, it's like you, you know, like for an average Joe with an average paycheck, like, you know, how much money a certain person has on disposable income for sneakers. Right. And certain sneakers have just gotten to like the point where it's just like impossible to like, like impossible to justify the purchase. Right. Um, that's, so that's kind of where we came with this uh, subscription. Um, and a lot of time, like you mentioned, like we, we do a lot of giveaways in terms of the runner ups and like you, you hit it on where it's like my, my, my main goal is not the top prize. Like that's just like, like what everyone wants, but there's a lot of prize like pairs um, out on the market that people, they're good shoes. And like, honestly, it's probably something you like, but then you don't want to actually pay money for right? Like, or like you don't actually want to go to a store and actually buy it. And that's kind of like our goal of like kind of getting everyone to actually start wearing sneakers, not just the hype stuff. And like, um, that's kind of like our goal with, in terms of what we buy too. Like we want to, we want to buy a lot of the air, like, um, good looking air force ones that, uh, get no love. And like back in the day, it's like, we always buy like what we like, but I feel like that's kind of been lost, uh, over the years, uh, in terms of like, everyone just wants to wear what's hot and I, and I get it. Uh, so, I mean, for net mag, I, I think we just want to continue to grow that aspect of it. Uh, it's just because uh, I want to continue to promote that, that aspect where it's like everyone should be able to wear different type of sneakers uh, and not just the hot ones. And um, like you said, um, uh, YouTube is like something uh, I'm exploring, but like, I mean, time has been a big constraint for me and like, uh, and for even for me, like, uh, like similar to Joel, like I'm not very comfortable in speaking in front of camera and like, that, and a lot of people want to know like kind of like what we do behind the scenes and like kind of like what we like how we run a, a resale shop and I, I think that people have expressed uh, like interest in that and I, I don't mind sharing that aspect because I, I think for me I've grown to a point where it's like I, I don't like I, I don't need to hide too many secrets like there's like it's like I, I feel like I should be at a point where I'm able to help others and like if you look at that, look at it like 20 years later, like what did you do for sneakers? And like if if I can look back and say like, look, I inspired this this and this or uh, this person to kind of like sell and change their life, then that's kind of more important to me than 
what I can sell you today and how much I can make on one shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, Tong, thank you so much for doing this, man. Uh, this was super dope. Thank you to everybody who is watching right now live. Some people have been here for the entire time, which is absolutely fucking insane to even think about. Um, please don't leave yet because I want to take like a big group screenshot afterwards. Um, but thank you everyone here. Thank you, Tong. And thank you everyone who has supported and or been a part of this podcast, wherever you're taking in the episode, please leave a comment, review, follow and or subscribe. We've got a Facebook group we use as a forum, sell stuff and connect with you guys called CGS Talk. You can find it on facebook.com slash groups slash CGS dot talk. We've also got a website we use for reviews, recap stories, and maybe selling stuff and much, 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 much more called CanadaGotSold.ca. Do not forget to use hashtag CanadaGotSold on Instagram for a feature. I have been Lawrence Hopkins. You can find me at LDoggyStyles on Instagram. Woof. I'm Joel Hernandez. You can find me at Joe Dooney. J-O underscore D-3-O's-N-E-Y. My name is Alvin Quincy, and you can find me at M-I-S-T-E-R-Q-N-N-R. I'm realizing how ironic this is asking you right now, Tong. Tong, where can they find you on Instagram? <laughs> you can find me on Net Magnetism uh, on Instagram maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you get to, if Facebook, if Facebook, if you're listening, please... Please get him his Instagram back. I need to buy some stuff. Thank you for listening to us talk about sneakers for 150 episodes. And please remember to rock your kicks. This has been True to Size and Starwood Chai, maybe Net Magnetism, and we are out. Peace. Yes, sir. How do we unmute everybody, Chris? I don't know how to do that, producer Chris.